Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where the Orchard of Wisdom shows are at your fingertips. It ignites your soul, your heart, your spirit, your mind, and your body with illumination from people who have made the journey before you. They're here now to help you on your journey, on your path of self-discovery. We are funded by you, the audience, and the people we interview. If you wish to support us, please go to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com and press on our Fund Action button. Anything is appreciated. We would like you to sit back and enjoy the shows. Here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of The Nature of Our Addictions. Right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com, I'm your host, Sarah Troy. My wonderful guest is Dr. Meg Ryan. She is a co-author of a book that some beautiful ladies have written in. My mess is my message. She's contributed chapter to it. We had um, Irina Lotvin in uh, earlier on this week with her contribution, and we'll be interviewing a lot more ladies that have, that have participated in this book and we're going to be talking about what her chapter is about and why it was so important to do and also the wonderful proceeds of, of raising money from this book of what it's going to be doing as well but addictions she says she is a, a recovering neuro coach specializing in empowering women in recovering from abuse and addiction and transforming their lives into a healthy clean sober lives the destiny rewritten in the name of my story which was sent to the editor yesterday is about to rise up out of the family addiction and breaking the chains of addiction and abuse to raise her daughter in the childhood of her dreams. And 28 women share their stories on this adversity solution celebrities and empowering their journeys. Dr. Mega is the founder of Recovering Mastermind, a positive and safe community that is deeply engaged in empowering women's recovery from abuse or addiction. She specializes in transforming women's dysfunctions into amazing clean and sober lives. Her expertise and experience includes more than 30 years in the field of chiropractic, neurology, abuse, addiction, patient um, uh, evaluations, and certified neurocoaching. Driven by the love of neuroscience, she takes pride in providing the brain-based transformations possible. As a neurocoach, her goals include authentic communications, empowering women so they know their value, and they can teach their children breaking that chain and having it continue on. So we're going to be talking today about addictions and people think addictions as drugs and alcohol or abuse, but it can be chocolate. <laughs> it can be, <laughs> maybe I'm a bit guilty on that one, but we all have a little addiction of something, but it's when it gets out of control, when you can't control that little addiction or that desire and it becomes detrimental to you that is when we're really in trouble isn't it welcome to the show thank you so much for having me it's i'm glad to be here so oh, addictions nobody wants oh, to admit gosh. they're an addict do they but you know what um i love my coffee in the morning this is i like my chocolate in the evening <laughs> but it, it is like when is it too much and when is it a danger mm-hmm yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's a danger when it affects your well-being and the people around you's well-being. When you are triggered, when you either go into fight or flight or fawn, when you're frozen in your emotions, when you notice that those emotions are blocking you from healthy joy and living your true authentic life, then it's really becomes an issue when it's something that you cannot control or cannot get enough of. Mm. Yeah. And you, we just think, you know, oh, it, I'm under stress right now, you know, especially like with the smoking, when are you giving that? Oh no, I'm, I'm under stress right now. I need it as a stress releaser. Yet the things that are actually in the cigarette is what is making you addictive and keeping you stressed. And it doesn't matter if you tell them that it's like, oh no, I'll give it up. I can give it up anytime. But then they find they can't. You know, what is that link, that need to having to continue? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is the chemical and physiological, like, abuse. I mean, uh, yeah, abuse and addiction and that craving of the chemical compound of whatever it is, whether it's food, chocolate, alcohol, weed, any other drug, 
um, shopping, mm -hmm. you know, the adrenaline, the rush. But it is really also about the thought that you're thinking and whether that thought is looped in your brain. It can be an, all, an old negative automatic thought that maybe you learned as a child and that loop just continues and it's a very old thought. And when you think that thought, then there's an emotion behind that thought. Mm -hmm. And between the thought and the emotion, that creates a belief system. Mm -hmm. And within that belief system, there's usually the response or the decision to trigger or the reaction to a trigger because you have this old pattern in your mind mm -hmm. and you can't break that loop. You can't break the mm -hmm. cycle because you have an old thought that keeps playing and playing and playing in your mind. Old programming, right? Old programming, yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. You know, if we've got an old program on our computer that's slowing it down, we get in there and we delete it and we update new programming. But when right. it comes to ourselves, is that we seem to be incredibly resistant. Is that because we have a fear of judgment or a fear of failure? Or a fear of both. Yes, mm. resistant is a great word because also, yes, and um, there is resistance. There is a fear, fear of failure. There's a huge fear of judgment. Mm -hmm. And our brain's job is to keep us safe and familiar. And so that old programming is really what we're used to. Mm -hmm. That old program has been with us for so long that it is safe and it is familiar. So to change that program and to go into the land of uncomfortable, that's not safe. That's not comfortable. We're going to go back. We're just mm -hmm. going to reverse back because that's where we're used to being. And that's our brain's job is to keep us safe. The devil we know, right? The de <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you yeah. know, we would say that there's love and there's fear. There isn't love and hate. There's love and fear. Fear is the one that breeds the hate. And the fear is just simply the unknowing. If we don't know, then we're afraid. And so we're afraid of change. Well, I know the devil, right? But I don't know if, if I change what's out there. And then we get into what if, and instead of the what if it could be better, or, you know, what if I actually invested in myself and loved and nurtured myself, what kind of life I could have, we go for all the what ifs, it doesn't work, or this happens, or that happens, we go right down the negative trough, don't we? We, yes, often that is exactly what happens. And that's also part of the nervous system. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the brain is the main computer of our bodies. Yes. It controls everything in our body. A hard drive. So, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. So when we go into that pattern or that fear, that's fight or flight or freeze. Mm. And so that fear is going to invoke one of those three responses. And then we become stuck in our old pattern again. Yeah. Stuck, frozen believing something that oftentimes is not quite true yeah but our brains yes. think that it is so yeah. we continue doing the same thing over and over again the brain is and the hard drive is is it's the data well the, the main hard drive is the mechanics of our body which makes us move see walk and everything else but we've got Absolutely. the programming side of it and yeah. that programming side is not just your experience this time it's your family's experience it's in your dna even past life experiences they've all been accumulated and until they're bored up they're clinging on right and you know you can have it well i've deleted it but no it's still somewhere on the hard drive you know? <laughs> but you gotta go deep yes you gotta go deep and you've got to do the work you've got to dig up those old stories and those old thoughts, like, what am I thinking in this exact situation? And then you take that thought and you dissect it. And that is also very uncomfortable, but that's where you find the value in your story 
And, and, and from that value, from your store, you can bring that forward and actually turn it into an asset if you can get really comfortable with some of those hard thoughts that you're thinking. Yeah. It yes. takes a lot of, it a lot of courage to go, to go there, to go and dig up those thoughts and to think about it and to really honor what you've been through, what your family's been through, what your past is. And where did, and, and really get super curious about where did the story come from? What are the thoughts? What are my beliefs? What are the emotions? I mean, emotions are a huge, um, a huge factor in addiction. And a lot of times when people get clean and sober, their chief complaint is their crazy, wild, emotional roller coaster, right? Because when you're using and abusing whatever it is that you're doing, you're shoving yeah. down the emotions. Suppressing So once everything. you get clean and sober, the first thing to come up is those emotions. Mm. And that is that that's where where I go in with the, the neuro coaching and we're talking about those emotions and where did they come from and how can we manage them and how can we learn from them and um and really bring those to the forefront of our mind and learn how to manage the emotions. Our emotions are an indication of how we feel at the moment. So if mm -hmm. we're mad or we're angry, what's making us mad and angry? Is it a past memory? Is it a trigger? Is it something that's happening? And the mm -hmm. whole idea about emotions is, is, is to indicate where you are. Well, deal with the situation that you're in right now, release and let go, move on. But we become emotional about our emotion yeah. and then you know and now we're at, I'm, why am i mad i'm mad for a reason and then you become so emotional over being mad that you don't even realize it was just because you stumped your toe 10 minutes ago yeah. right and you're blaming the table and it's brought everything else up and it's this is the control of the emotions are beautiful folks please don't run from them but also don't magnify them when they mm -hmm. don't need to be magnified yeah you can really you can either dramatize them. <laughs> Soap opera emotions, yes. <laughs> and we know we all know people like that, right? Oh, they yeah. just take it and blow it up ten times. You're like, wow, okay, settle down. Um and also you can get to a point where those emotions can not even the emotion, but the situation that you're in, you can realize that situation is actually neutral. Mm. And the thoughts that I put on that situation is where my emotions come from. Mm. And you can choose to be, it's, it's kind of an easy um, example, but you can either choose to be positive or you can choose to be negative. And from that one choice, that's going to take you down two different paths. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. When I was coaching, I used to have people draw up two columns and one of it was, you know, everything that you felt, well, the world was against you, everything you didn't like, all the negatives, and then all the things you were grateful for, all the positives. And of course, they would be smaller than the negatives. But then when I say to them, which one are you going to feed? Because mm -hmm. whichever one you feed is going to grow. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, yeah. And that's that is a, that choice. Now, from there. You've got to be willing to find the courage and the strength to do the work and go through the process to release, change the programming and take a different direction. But it can't be done for you. There is no downloadable app. No. And you have to find that courage within yourself to say, you know what? I don't like where I am anymore. Mm -hmm. It's enough. I have to change. And when you've made that choice that you've got to change your situation, you've already taken a huge step forward. Now you've just got to continue that momentum by reaching out to someone that can help you on that path. Mm -hmm. Saying yes to yourself is what yeah. we like to say. Yeah. You know, I'm saying yes to myself. I'm saying yes to empower myself to, to do the work and to find out why I'm acting like this or why I have this addiction or why I still have these triggers that get me every time. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you what, know, and 
once you master that, that's incredible. Yeah. I, and you know, you, the trigger may still come up at some point, but the thing is you look at it and you know what it is. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to know you. No, and I'm sorry. There's no room for you here anymore. You know, it mm -hmm. is, oh, I'm going back there. No, you're not going back there. It's just something triggered a memory. Mm -hmm. And with that memory came an emotion. Yeah. But it is no longer your situation. You're not there. You're not that person. You can That's look right. at it and go, you know what? That used to bother me. Doesn't bother me anymore. Look how far I've come. Isn't that a beautiful awareness to be yes. able to to recognize that that what that used to be a trigger? Yeah. And it back in the day you were going to act this way. Yes. But today you have the awareness and you have a new perspective and you have a fresh thought and a fresh emotion and you've changed you've yeah. changed for the better a lot of people have to have what i call the proverbial <coughs> cosmic two by four you know literally to be bottomed out legs mm -hmm. taken from underneath them you know the universe has tapped them on the shoulder and given them so many opportunities to break that pattern break that cycle and it's like yeah 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 raw, la 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 you know mm -hmm. and just not paying attention to it and then something happens illness, divorce, loss of job, pandemic, you, you yeah. name it. And it's like, okay, well, I'm ash right now. How am I going to rise? Mm -hmm. And that actually, in some ways, is a beautiful gift, because there is only one choice, you have to rise up, you have to get up. And you're now forced to take that action. We like it when they take the action before then, <laughs> right. but there are so many people, and I'm guilty of that too, of, you know, that cosmic two by four flattening you to put you on that redirection. I do think people though that do get there do go through it faster though, because they don't like being down in the ash. They want to rise back up. Yeah, once you get knocked down that far, it's, mm. you know, it's pretty scary. I've seen it time and time again. A lot of times addicts have to they say, you know, you have to hit rock bottom, which yeah. is where you've basically lost everything. You've lost your family, your friends, your home, your car, your job, your self-esteem. Self yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. You've just lost everything. And then from there you begin to rebuild. But it takes uh it takes some time, it takes effort, resources, asking for help. Yeah, sometimes it takes a whole team to, yes. to get you back up and running. And, and sometimes it means you have to walk away from family and friends. You Absolutely. have to walk away from people, mm -hmm. you know, and go to perfect strangers to help you do this because your family. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be someone like your mummy? You're going to help people. You are. We have her daughter for the people who are just listening who come to join us. So a future person who's going to heal people. Can she I do that. this, mommy? Yeah, she said, mommy, I did my homework. Can I get on my iPad? Ah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that is something that I did too, is um, once I had my daughter, I realized that I wanted a whole new world. Mm -hmm. And the only way I could do that was to literally move um, about 10 hours away from my family. Uh, some of them are still in very active addiction. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want my daughter around yeah. that. Yeah. So I moved 10 hours away and completely changed everybody, mm -hmm. everything started completely over and i mean i've built this amazing brand new life was i scared in the beginning mm -hmm. absolutely i knew nobody in the state of washington nobody but i i knew i knew that i wanted something different for my for my daughter i knew that she deserved better I knew that I wanted better and I knew that I could do it. I was absolutely determined. And I, I think that's what it takes is it does take some determination Yeah, there, to change a, your stars, to change your yeah. DNA, to change, yeah. to change the, um, perpetual cycle, <laughs> the, to change the cycle, to change yeah. your thought patterns, to be mm. the best person that you can be. You, you can't be around people 
an active addiction, I don't think, no. um, easily and become clean and sober and have this amazing, beautiful life. No, I'm, those people continue to trigger you. Yeah. And, and until they decide to change the path, you know, yeah. all they're going to do is want you to be in their world. Your world mm -hmm. is too foreign to them for them to come into your world. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's always going to be a pullback rather than a push forward. I remember having somebody many years ago who's, um, she basically kind of comes from hillbilly land and the entire family were alcoholic. And at 15, she had a choice to take this drink and she looked around at her family. And thought, no, I know everybody here is an addict. You know, they're alcoholics. If I take this, this is the path I'm going to end up on. And she put that drink down and never touched alcohol. And she that managed is beautiful. it. And to this day, of course, she's helps people in grief and loss and everything else became her path. But she actually got her father clean for a number of years. But unfortunately, he went back and he mm. lost, she lost 15 members of her family to alcoholism because they just could not break that cycle. Mm -hmm. But she did. And that's mm. the thing. It, all it needs is that one choice and mm -hmm. then a commitment to that choice, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it takes commitment. And wow, I'm so proud of her. I don't even know her. That's beautiful. Tracy McGee. Story. <laughs> Tracy McGee, I'm going to come and find you. <laughs> uh yeah yeah it is it's it's about what do you want mm. because you can have anything you want yes you can have anything that you want if you choose the thoughts that that gets you closer to your goal one day at, you know it's one day at a time one thought at a time it's catching those old thoughts yeah and rewiring them to the new thought that you want and you know and, you're still and, you're still going to hear them now and again. You know I absolutely. You know I still yeah. now and again hear that old talk, and I go, "Oh, really? You again? <laughs> yeah, I'm not listening. I, yeah. I'm not listening." <laughs> yeah, I just had I just had kind of an old negative like thought come up um, just a couple of days ago, and I was like, "Oh, I haven't I haven't heard from you in a while," mm. and I recognize you. And I remember you and I see you and I hear you, but my focus is over here now. Yeah. Thank you for, thank you for showing up. Yeah. I'm going to go over here. This is my path. This is my path. This is my path. Yeah. And you just keep redirecting your focus. I did. Um, I do my own shows every week, Sarah's view of life. And I did one a little while ago called milestones, pills of wisdom, milestones. And it's like, it's good for us to look at our milestones, how far we've come. Uh, you know, when we look back <clears throat> and we think, oh God, you know, it's so hard. I don't feel I'm getting anywhere. And then you look back to where you were mm -hmm. and you go, oh my God, I've actually come quite far. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I've actually mm -hmm. done quite some amazing things and all right, I might have slowed down right now and that's okay. But actually looking back has, has given me the energy to propel forward, right? And it's sometimes just looking back. I, I had an incident with my ex a little while ago when we were all celebrating our grandson's birthday and he had a, you know, one of those little explosions that he used to have. And it didn't touch me. Where in the past, it immediately would put me into a state of panic. Mind you, it has been 21 years, so I would hope it wouldn't have run by now. But, <laughs> but it, is, it is like, thank God I'm not there anymore. But at one point, I was like, maybe this is just my lot in life. Maybe this is all I deserve. You know, and how can I leave? Who would want me? Because they've already told you you're nothing. And, and at, you have to at some point and go, how long? Why am I buying their dialogue? Mm -hmm. Why am I believing it? Where is this coming from? And, and if I'm so worthless, why did they fall in love with me in the first place? Right? Mm -hmm. So we have to be willing to turn around and ask us those questions because we've pulled the veil over our own eyes, haven't we? Absolutely. Yes. And it really is. I have two, two points. One is about your milestones. And once you realize how far you've come, that is cause for a very healthy celebration mm -hmm. to celebrate yourself, to say, look what I have done to sit, to, to celebrate yourself, to sit, to, to, 
to know your your value mm-hmm. to pull the value out of that old story and say look at me now look yes. what i have done yes. i have done that i can brag about myself to myself because i'm proud of myself yeah, yeah. i have come such a long way and i'm i'm worthy of praise mm-hmm. and i'm worthy of being loved yes whether they love me or not, that's yeah. their that's their viewpoint. That's their problem. <laughs> and what is what is your viewpoint yeah. of yourself? Yeah. And what does your self care look like? And what are you saying to yourself? Mm, yeah. Oh, now, that's the worst thought. Horrible things to ourselves. Forget about anybody else persecuting us. We can do a I very good that. job ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's really about self care. Mm-hmm. And minding your thoughts, watching what you say to yourself. Yes. You know, one, one thing I've noticed with a, a few people um, who I've interviewed have been addicted. They said that they chose to take a different path, but then the addiction just transferred into success or into proving uh-huh. themselves or into everything else. And, and then another show on prioritizing, mm-hmm. you know, and that, um yeah you set a goal for yourself or you set a place that you want to be but you don't burn yourself out in getting there or miss all the other signs of where you're really meant to be along the way because you've got to reach that goal and show them right it's prioritize and be willing to take the journey and immerse in the journey and if the journey has you stop for a moment it's to smell the roses or to just reflect and review because maybe you'll take a different path so we may look at some people and think, oh, they're no longer this addict, but now they've become addicted to kind of proving they can be something. And it's just a change of addiction, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And we always say you've got to slow down to yeah. speed up. You've got to sit and be with yourself and take good care of yourself. Yeah. T- Take, take a 20 minute nap, journal yeah. for an hour, meditate, go for a walk in nature. And, and like you say, reflect mm-hmm. on, on what's possible and where you've been and where you want to go and what's your heart's desire. And I think finding your true and authentic self can also be um, you know, like you said, you, you become addicted to something else. Maybe you're addicted to working out. I've seen a lot of guys, they like to go into the work, working out getting, and, uh, you know, some women it's shopping or, or chocolate, which I see nothing wrong with. (laughs) Dark, healthy chocolate. Dark chocolate, right? Um, but yeah, uh, there, there are different, different addictions that do come with it. And, um, I also think that as, as you're thinking about different things, you can find a balance and start noticing those thoughts and where, where you're repeating something over and over again. And once you become aware, you can be like, oh, I really need to, to I need to stop eating mm. dark chocolate every day for 30 days. Or um, we just, we've, we quit sugar you know, for, I think it's been, oh, it's been about 60 days this time. But at Christmas time, we were all in on the sugar train, you know? So I think that you can monitor yourself yes. in different ways and enjoy enjoy something for a little while and then realize that, oh, hey, that's, that's Become a little a bit too, too much. Excessive. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But, you know, also the thing about like sugar and, and a few other things, you may binge on it and then you go off it. And then when sugar is reintroduced, it's too sweet. You mm-hmm. know, you, you don't want a lot of it. The beauty of dark chocolate is, is healthier for you, the, the, the cocoa bean, but also the, um, the, the, you know, the sugar content and everything in there. You're not craving that sugar, which, you know, when you look at it, sugar is a metaphor for oh, I need sugar to boost me up, to give me more energy, to do this, to do that. But we get onto a sugar high, right? Mm. Which is also the high that we're looking for in life. I just want to have that euphoric moment. It's not about the euphoric moment because if you have that euphoric moment, you can also have the deep depression, you know, the pendulum constantly swings. Mm. We want you to have a balance. 
you mm -hmm. can partake of the, the sweet things in life, moderation, keep things in balance, nothing in excess, because it's all about that balance and equilibrium of life, right? Don't deny yourself pleasures, but at the same time, don't become obsessive over them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just being able to notice where you need to shift a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, shift your, uh, whether it's your eating patterns or, you know, if you're become a workaholic, mm -hmm. you know, take some time and go do something fun and celebrate all the goodness that you are actually doing. You know, there is the, the, the ebb and flow and, um, taking care of yourself and we're really into that self yes. you know self-care is so important and i think especially today the world is busy it's been kind of mm. crazy lately mm -hmm. and <laughs> and self-care i think self-care is one of the first signs when you when your self-care drops that mm. is a huge signal to pay attention and slow down and and figure out what you're thinking and why you're not taking care of yourself Oftentimes when you have a, um, when you lose your self-care, that's a sign that there's some unhealed trauma that you're dealing with, whether it's like being really messy or not taking care of yourself or, um, you know, not exercising on a regular basis. Those are all signs of unhealed trauma. Yes. I'm one of these people that um, I put a lot of time in. <laughs> could be and i try and take one day off a, a week where i'm not at the computer otherwise it's yes. a good six days of the week but then i will go and take a week off and go be with my grandson or go and be with my other kids and and you know then that's that's it that's focuses on them um and i think it's whether you do it daily in your routine or your pattern is just make sure that somewhere along the line you mm -hmm. don't overdo it that you do allow yourself that time to regroup and and redo because it's even easy to become obsessive over healthy activities which yes. I, you know which i have seen i've seen people well i got into the diet and i got into the workup and, and i only eat raw and i only eat that oh i had something cooked the other day oh no and it's like, <laughs> can i just calm down calm down because it's that gonna is be just, okay yeah and but that is also then becoming too obsessive right so you you know a lot of people when they're coming out of something that's been unhealthy and they're going into the healthy they become obsessed over that as well really what we're wanting to take out of the addictive world is obsession because that obsession is what keeps driving you forward to do something that can be detrimental to you yes and I really think that the words that are coming up for me is like being gentle with yourself yeah. as you notice, um, as you notice some of the obsessions that, that are go playing in your life is as you start to work on them. And as you take a deep dive, acknowledge your strengths and your knowledge and your thoughts and be gentle and be kind to yourself yes because you deserve that you've been through a lot especially if you came from an addicted family or an addictive place and if you've had you know some abuse in your life mm. it's really the time to to become very gentle and kind to yourself you can't be kind to others until you're kind to yourself it's Absolutely. not genuine right you can't even find that love that you're looking for until you find that love of self. Because that kindness, that caring, that lovingness is something you become, you are. It's not what you're doing, it's who you are. And in that beautiful resonance of who you are in that state of self-love, love of life, love of the meaning of life, that's what resonates out. And that's always an exuberance of peace and calm, isn't it, when you're really in that state of self-love? Mm -hmm. I like to ask my, um, my clients or whoever I'm working with, like, who do you want to be? Who are you being? Mm. Who do you, how do you want to show up for yourself? Mm -hmm. Like I always say, I want to show up calm and dynamic. Yeah. You know, I, I want to show up as a kind person. I want to be. But when you say calm and dynamic doesn't always go, people won't always see that as something you could be together. But if mm -hmm. you're dynamic, you're meant to be dynamic. How can you be calm? But when you are calm, your dynamics can really come through, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, sorry, I had a hit on that one. <laughs> no, that. <laughs> well, I think it's true. And especially when you're helping other people, you want enough energy to yes. make an impact. But, but you're doing it time, calmly. You have to come from a calm place <laughs> yes. within, your, within your heart yeah. so that you can have that ripple effect yeah. that other people will recognize that you have something and they want to know how, how did you get that? Yeah. And, you know, like how, do, how do you, how are you showing up like that? Yes. We say the best teachers are those that have gone through it and you were brought up around addiction. I don't know if, did you go down the addiction path yourself? I did. You know, um, both of my parents are addicts. Um, they're still both at it. Amazing. They're still alive. That, that's Amazing. Like, they're mm. still alive. Um, yes. I was just talking to uh, someone this morning about her parents that were in addiction. Um, her father died at 67. And, you know, it ended up in an overdose type of situation. And that's always been in the back of my mind, but they're still alive and kicking and they are still in like this incredible active addiction and, um, and denial <laughs> and, and denial. Mm -hmm. And, um, what was it ab about you saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be a part of this. Um, in my childhood, there was a lot of abuse. Mm. And that's part of what my story is, is, you know, I never told my story before because it was a family secret. Mm. And we weren't to talk about it. And so, um, I was encouraged to share my story and I did, and it took a lot of courage and, um, the abuse and the addiction and the combination, the combination of it all mm -hmm. became so much and, and the PTSD around the abuse mm -hmm. and the thoughts that I had in my mind about not being worthy of not having value. And even though I, alcohol was my drug of choice. Mm -hmm. I was a very good drinker. Vodka was my, was my jam. Um, you know, I was, I wasn't always my best self as mm -hmm. drinking. You know, there were days that it was pretty ugly, mm -hmm. really ugly. And um, which in fact just perpetuated my PTSD. Yeah. And a lot of people thought I looked really successful on the outside, but yeah. the thoughts in my mind mm -hmm. were awful. Yeah. Because I didn't I didn't have any value from from the abuse that I had as a child. I was deeply wounded. Yes. My my heart was wounded. And I carried that for years and years and I, I wanted out. I was tired. I was exhausted. I was tired of being hurt and yeah. I was tired of not understanding why I couldn't let it go, mm -hmm. why I couldn't get out from underneath of it. I've had all this education. I've studied everything from energy medicine and all the religions and shamanism and light working and neurology and you name it, NLP and uh, just lots of things. But yet I still was carrying this, this trauma. It's hard and, to heal yourself. Yeah. You know, the, when you start healing yourself is when you ask someone else for help. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say that I think that everything that I've studied and all of the work, all of every modality it did incrementally yeah. step me up a level, step me up a level, step yeah. me up a level. And so I don't want to dismiss the um, amazing qualities that some of those modalities have and how they, they did help me. Um, but and I but, think but that, if you're saturated with pain and anguish, how can the wisdom get in? 
-hmm. You know, you have to purge that pain. You have to release it. You have to let go of it so that the whole of those modalities truth can now really come in and really mm -hmm. show you what they mean. Right. I mean, a lot of people like they will take vitamins, you know, uh, well, why aren't the vitamins working? Well, because there's too much other toxicity in your body that they can't work through. You have to release the toxicity. You have to purge that. And until you do that, nothing else really can get through. And there is no way out of it, right? You have to release it. Yeah, and, and for me, it was like, I had this automatic programming in my mind that was so old, yeah. it took, a massive amount of energy and to go in and, and really go through the neuro coaching model of what am I thinking? Why are my emotions keeping me stuck in this loop? And mm. how the heck do I get out of here? Yeah. Yes. How do I get out of this? It's recognizing you're there is the first step because Absolutely. until you recognize that you are there, and that it is a loop and that it is unhealthy and you do want to get rid of it. You know, it's like when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, when you are there, then then you do find that someone that that gets where you're at and knows what to do. Right. That's what you do now for other people. Mm -hmm. They have to be ready. You can't help them if they're not ready. But when they're ready, because they've asked that question, how do I release it? How do I get rid of this? Now they're ready to work with you. So mm -hmm. was the one particular person or one particular modality at that time that was that release for you? I think the one modality was the neuro coaching, which works with the science of the mind and the neurology of the brain. Yes. And for me, I'm kind of a science geek. And so that made the most sense to me. And being able to tear apart the pattern and the loop and to rebuild that, you know, first I had to recognize the pattern mm -hmm. and then I had to go in and really clarify what the pattern was and why it was there and what the thoughts were that were attached to it that I wanted to disassemble mm -hmm. and rebuild and then truly recover on every level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. every cellular level every memory level i mean it's you know a lot of time you know people like we call them triggers but they'll have these memories and you think oh it's come back again no it's just like it was a cellular memory that was mm -hmm. so deep rooted that it's just kind of come to the surface just for you to delete it doesn't it, mean it yeah. bubbles up yeah mm -hmm. yeah and and you know it could be years later uh it does not mean it's coming out to get you it's just, yeah. it just means that it just needs to be detoxed. And sometimes we use the example of just peeling the layers off an onion yeah. one layer at a time. You know, it's like we want that instant yeah. relief from our misery and from that um, loop. Like we keep saying loop and pattern mm. and, you know, dysfunction, but it takes time. And it does take peeling it back one layer at a time and paying attention to each level and being very aware of which, which what your thoughts are with each layer. Yes. Because often they're very deep, especially if you grew up in, in, in a household with abuse and addiction, or usually if you have one, you have the other. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So then yeah. by the time you get to adulthood, you've had years and years and layers and layers of different thoughts and perspectives and loops that are inside your mind. Ultimately, it doesn't matter which journey we go down. And I and believe me with the, uh, the hundreds and like 3000 shows I've done, it, it was always chasing to be loved, chasing to be validated, chasing to, to find somebody who cares for you? Why don't they care for me? It's that little child inside. Why did they do this to yeah. me? Why didn't, why wasn't I enough? Why didn't they yeah. love me? And it's easier to go down the addictive side because it's a momentary love or a momentary release. It's a momentary, I don't feel the pain. 
but that the problem is it's momentary and you have to keep That's repeating the addiction to get those momentary moments that aren't going to sustain and they're not rooted they can't grow because they're just a band-aid and you really need to get to the disease which is yes you were an abused child it happened to you it happened for you and it is now you who you are today and your strength and your courage and your abilities was your choice was your choice to be this person to love your child inside to love yourself and to forgive because whatever our parents do to us it's either being done to them or it's a pattern they've never broken they're still caught up in it and inflicting it on you but you're never going to do it to your daughter because you broke the cycle right well and, and you know i think a lot of people have heard that um saying hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know i think it's kind of interesting because we were talking about family secrets earlier i think about my parents a lot just because that's that's why that's where i'm at you know but it's I don't know very much about either one of my parents' childhood. Mm -hmm. They haven't, they've never really shared that with me very much, but I know um, from what they did to me and the way that they treated me, you normal, healthy people do not do that. They do not do those things to their children unless they learned it from someone else so hurt yeah. people have been hurt so they learned it from their abuser and then they take that because they think maybe that's all they they've ever known and that's or that was their experience and then they yeah. transfer it on to someone else yeah so uh transform people transform people so yeah at, yeah from my journey i've had this huge transformation which mm. i'm eternally grateful for and i would do it a thousand times again but now that i'm here i want to help other women who are ready to transform and change and show future generations what it's like to be healthy you know to put the brush in their canvas and say paint your own picture mm -hmm. you don't have to be a past canvas that's right. right. And that's the thing. We have the power. We don't always have the power to what happens to us, but we do have the power as what to do with it. We do have free will. We do have choice to react or not react or to, to take that self-discovery of who we really are, because every single one of us here is here for a reason, is here with a meaningful purpose, is here to be of service to one another. And our journey of struggle to get there just has become the insight and the tools and the wisdom we needed to help other people on their journey. Absolutely. And healing is absolutely possible. It really is. It yeah. is so possible. If you want to change your stars, you absolutely can. Absolutely. It, it, can. And it comes down to choice. You know, it and, is a choice. And it can be difficult. Yes. But my God, is it worth it? You know, as we're talking about the milestones, you know, it's like, you know, I, I'm, am I getting better? Look back a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, 10 years ago. Are you there? No, I'm not. Well, that means you've moved forward. Mm -hmm. Have you got more moving forward to do? Yeah, but you know, you can move forward even faster now because you know how to do it. You know why you're doing it and you know you want to do it. So every time, it gets easier and easier and easier until yeah, you, you start be anything shedding else. those layers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that is part of life. You know, we learn as a, as a baby to, to sit up and then crawl <laughs> and then toddle and then, you know, run after we, we are everything about our lives is a process of growth. We are not meant to get stuck in a trauma. We're not meant to get stuck in a in a bad memory we're not meant to get stuck in an old program and if they're not serving us they're holding us back from our meaningful purpose from our service to humanity and we have to do the work necessary not only to release ourselves but to release the reason why we're here and to be that inspiration and illumination for others so as i say the best teachers are those that have gone through it 
And that's, you know what people are going through. You know how they're struggling. You know when there's the good days and the bad days. But your belief in them is what will carry them through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just so interesting. Um, it's so interesting to work with the women who I can see their potential. Mm -hmm. I can see past the trauma. I can see them doing the work. I can see them gaining their value, mastering their confidence and really moving forward, even if it's just baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps a week, but all those baby steps add up. And as they as they gain that momentum and gain that clarity and gain the awareness that they can choose their thoughts and make their life their own, it is so beautiful to watch these yeah. women transform and make their life their own, to make it everything that they want, everything they've ever dreamed of, to change to change themselves to be their best and highest potential. It's really such an incredible journey to be able to share with other women and to help them and serve them with love and, and to make a difference in their lives for, yeah. for them, you know, to make a difference in someone else's life. Cause that is the pattern we want. Mm -hmm. That's the pattern yeah. we're meant to be in, right? And then, um, then they can go and help someone else. And it just, exactly. it's a ripple yes. effect. Beautiful mm -hmm. ripple effect. So obviously it was a no brainer to be a part of this book. Yes. Because obviously. Well, is... I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you second guess yourself? I did. You know, um, Dina, she, uh, she found me. She's from South Africa. She and... had for 11 years. Mm -hmm. And she found me and said, uh, I think you're supposed to be a part of this book. And I said, oh, no, I can I can never tell my story or mm -hmm. like I'm not going to tell the whole world, which is basically what it feels like with the book coming mm -hmm. out and people being able to read my story, which is really quite intense. And um, so I didn't want to do it at first. And then um, about a month later, she contacted me and said, I think you're supposed to tell your story. Mm -hmm. My intuition and my angels are telling me you're supposed to be in this book. And I said, oh, that's so nice. She said, well, you want to get on a Zoom call? And I said, I'll get on a Zoom call with you. And then I said, okay, I'll do it. Well, then I backed out because <laughs> I got... <laughs> I got scared. I was feeling very vulnerable. Right. Yes. I was feeling like somebody might judge me for mm. what I had been through. And... Um, and then the teacher in you goes in, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Follow your own advice. Exactly. And so, <laughs> so then about two weeks later, she's like, you're supposed to be in this book. I need you to make a decision. The deadline's coming. And I was like, I know you're right. I have been very resistant. And now, I mean, I'm so glad that I am a part of this book. But it did, it was, there was some resistance on my part, you know, just feeling vulnerable about people seeing me and seeing where I came from, but then also how empowering to see where I came from and now where I am. And precisely. And that's the reason. I mean, yeah. the book is, you know, my mess is my message. And like, who hasn't had a messy life? Uh, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, and you show me one person who's had a completely, you know, um, opulent, beautiful life without any complications. Um, yeah. No, we're, we are all going, we all go through various challenges. Some people have it easier than others. But, you know, that's the thing is, it is from that mess, you know, that you, the message to you comes mm -hmm. forth of what you're meant to do that willingness to go through your own process and um is the 17 or 27 women in this uh 17 right so 17 women's stories in there of each one of them coming from a place of adversity you know stepping into their own light what a powerful book because uh, it's 17 different stories that's going to relate to each one of us in a different way but even if it's a chapter where I you know I wasn't ever an addiction but 
you hear the message and you realize how much parallels because we gain we're in the assumption of what addiction is and sometimes we can simply be an addicted to the pain and not mm -hmm. realize that we are the pain is familiar the suffering is familiar and we're addicted to that because we feel safe in that because to go outside of that you know is is unknown and uh, it, there's a whole load of garbage that we tell ourselves <laughs> and when the more you're willing to go through it and the more you look back and go oh my god did i use that excuse <laughs> right yeah and it's yeah. such it's a, it's a way to laugh at yourself and go you know uh what took me so long mm -hmm. but but it's worth it where you are today so I'm really I'm glad that all of you participated in this book because it's very, very powerful. And, um, you know, the fact that you struggled with it makes it even more powerful because of the fact that, you know, it wasn't just, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine. I can just give you my chapter. But um, it doesn't matter where you are now. I'm in the process of writing my book and it isn't easy. <laughs> it isn't easy. People want this from me. And it, for me, it's like that's my past. Uh, and I know many people who do do it say it's so therapeutic to actually Absolutely. tell it. So I do okay. know, yes, yes, I've got to do it. And it is like when you do, there's a different form of triumph, isn't there? Yeah, you know, it's as a recovery coach and, you know, helping women build their confidence. This was my next up level. I mean, yes. I've helped hundreds and thousands of people. But yet this was a new mm. level for me, a place I had never gone. And I thought, I need to tell my story so other women can tell their story. And yeah. that is really a chain breaker. Well, really as you said, you were afraid of judgment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, you were afraid of that judgment. But that is a past fear. What have you got to be judged by? Mm -hmm. How can we judge our children? or judge people that are caught in things that has been a perpetual cycle and pattern all their lives. Mm -hmm. It isn't judging them. It is about celebrating the fact that they placed importance upon themselves, which is not self-importance and ego, but importance of self. Mm -hmm. uh, that how can I be anything to anyone else until I am something to myself? Right? And I talk about that a lot, like, let's pull the value out of your story yeah. because there is value because you are here for a reason. You did go through that kind of unfortunate period of time in your life. But what have you learned from it? What are you bringing forward to help someone else or to help yourself to, to find that you do have value? And then that is your life purpose is to to be the person that you are today from your story. And again, you know, again, it's it's standing up and stepping up in our own lives. You know that the universe gave me a saying four and a half years ago, the universe is going to shake us up, to wake us up, for us to step up, to change it up, to grow up vibrationally, but grow up as a human race. And if each and every one of us does that in our own life, we become part of that positive vibration, that positive frequency that elevates everybody, the planet, the universe, the entire humanity. We don't just owe it to ourselves. We owe it to everyone within our vicinity. And so it is not a selfish act to place time, energy and love upon yourself and to say to everyone else, I'm sorry, I can't be there for you right now. I'm here for myself. Right boundaries are that is a huge boundary yes. and that is one thing that i teach is about you know boundaries what are your boundaries i need this time for me this i'm sorry that doesn't work for me yeah i'm sorry i, I i'm not comfortable having this conversation right now with you or whatever that looks like but boundaries are a very big deal and super important it's okay to say no it is absolutely okay to say no and, and to say that doesn't, my, my phrase is that doesn't work for me. Yeah. You don't have to say why. No. You just say that doesn't work for me. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, a lot of the time you think, well, should I, you know, is this a sign? Should I be doing this? And I will say the more and more you embrace the core of you, the truth of you, the heart and soul of you, the wisdom of you, 
your core will always guide you right. And if your core mm -hmm. says, no, don't do it, you don't need to justify, validate, or understand. You know that right here says no. Trust right? your and, intuition and your gut. And you just trust it and you don't need to explain it. Mm -hmm. Right? If right. it goes, you know, okay, investigate this. The enthusiasm is there. The, it may be yes to that, or it may be just yes, that it's pivoting you somewhere else. Please be adventurous. Please be wondrous. But if the core of you does say no, or does say yes, pay attention to it. That's where the inner wisdom lies. So hmm. what I, program? Yeah. Oh, no, I wanted to say um, also one thing that came about from writing this chapter in this book was a huge healing between my sisters and I. Mm, nice. Nice. And in the beginning, I was not going to tell them that I wrote this. Um, and at one point, I realized that me keeping this book a secret from them was part of the old pattern. Yeah. Of the family secret, of the family abuse, of the family addiction. And so I was able to speak with them and say, you know, this is, this isn't just my story. This is your story too, because we all went through it. Mm -hmm. And I want you, I read the story and said, I want you to be, I want this to be the most honest conversation that we've ever had. And if you want to get mad at me, if you want to cry, if you want me to take a line out of the book, if you disagree with something that I've said in this story. I want you to tell me. Mm -hmm. And I read the story to them, each one of them separately. And there was a lot of tears, a lot of tears and a lot of emotion, a really beautiful emotion, a release of the secret mm -hmm. and a release of the pattern. And so much healing has mm -hmm. been brought to us as a sisterhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is absolutely incredible, something I never imagined would happen for our family. And we have very open and honest communication now that is so entirely different than anything we've ever had in all of our years. So it is an absolute blessing. And I just wanted to mention that I'm really proud of that. And I'm really, um, I really encourage women to tell their stories and, and to, to, to heal through their stories, through sharing. And very nearly your old patterning got in the way of that, right? And it was yeah. the persistence you know, of, of the, the conductor of, no, you need to be telling your story. You need to be telling your story. It was a gift beyond you. Not it was only divine. Is, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So, and there'll be so many people who will read it that it will be their story too. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing is to know it doesn't matter how far we think we've come. There's always more healing to be done. Yeah. And, and there's always more self-love to be done and never, ever be ashamed. There should be no shame and no blame, no judgment. We love to do that as human beings I mean, just yeah. take it with the whole Will Smith thing, the Torah recorder, <laughs> the whole thing like that is that let us try and understand why we do the things we do. Mm -hmm. He himself knows that it was so utterly against who he is and anything he's done what was it in that moment and we all get those moments we all do and all we can do is either apologize or understand why we did it because what was it in that moment and let us try forgiving each other and most certainly forgiving ourselves because the actions that we take in the now is based on the information or the programming that we are in in the now if we don't like that action, if we don't like that programming, then our free will is to change it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What programs do you have going on right now? Right now, I have a program called Healing the Heart Wounds mm. through Brain-Based Transformation. You know, so many people close their heart off because they think if my heart is closed, then nobody can hurt me. Mm -hmm. And closing your heart is hurting yourself. 
and mm -hmm. hurting every aspect of yourself and everybody that's within you. The heart has to be open. Yes, it's wounded. You can heal those wounds. The heart has an enormous capacity to love and that love needs to be free. Mm -hmm. Good one. Yeah. Good yeah, one. Thanks. Got to open Thank up you. your heart. Got to open up your heart, folks, most definitely. How do people sign up for that or how do people reach you? Uh, recoverymastermind.org. So recoverymastermind.org. And you've also got the Healing Heart Wounds. Healing the Heart Wounds is another website uh, that I have. So they're, they're the same. So you could go to either or. And then in, on Facebook, we have a private group for women called Recovery Mastermind. And that's a private Facebook group that's a positive and sp safe space for women to come and share their journeys and get support. And of course, the people, um, if they buy the book in the Kindle form right now, which is mm -hmm. only 99 cents, all yeah. of the proceeds go to either womentrafficking.org or cleanouroceans.org, which is wonderful. And, you know, people think, well, how does 99 cents, you know, divided between that make a difference? Well, if you sell millions of books, look at how much money goes yeah. to each one of those organizations, and that's through the Kindle. But you mm -hmm. also can buy the book and the book cover as well. And that is uh, from um it's available april 1st the link is right here folks and it's on uh selfdiscoverymedia.com all they have to do is put in your name and then it will show up uh with the with the link on there as well and that means magnet ryan and you just have to put in the link there and you'll find the link to the book there this is something that you can buy for many of your friends for your families it should be a book club thing it should be a podcast book thing where yeah. you read it um, or you even take a chapter a week in the book and mm -hmm. then everybody read what they learned from it share let let open up those old wounds or share the healing of those wounds and look at it as a wonderful form of therapy and support for one another you know, you could read it on your own, yes, but reading it and then sharing what you've learned from it is so much more impactful. So I encourage a book club with this book, um, as well as sharing the podcast that we've talked about with each of the person, because I'll be interviewing a lot of the ladies from this book here. And we have two for you this week, Irina Lotvin and also Meg Ryan. And uh, so, you know, this, their stories count because there are stories and their triumphs can be our triumphs. And it is up to us to make this world a better place. And that means making our lives better and stepping into our own beautiful abundance, our own beautiful flawsomeness. Because if you think <laughs> one of us has flaws and we can be awesome, we can be awesome despite those flaws. So let us embrace ourselves. So the, your site again, one more time, love. Uh, recovermastermind.org. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing here today, Meg. Um, okay, thank you so much for having me and contributing into the book uh, and, you know, finding that courage and that strength and look at already the impact that you've had. And I know this book is going to have much, much more impact on so many people, men and women. Um, this is the time of healing. This is the time of everybody stepping up and healing. So please pick up the book. You're supporting wonderful organizations. You're supporting yourself and you're supporting your sisterhood. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. Please tune in to our selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see all the other genres that we have from you. Every week on Tuesday, we bring you new shows from illuminating people. If you know someone that should be interviewed, please contact us at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com. Now stay tuned for your next show.